important. And it's slowly coming together. Um, people send me messages. You know, is there anything at the State House? Folks, I, I, you know, I don't want to waste energy, but good afternoon. If you want to watch uh, the Facebook portion, which is very popular, you just find my page. It's John DePietro Show, which you can also share. Click the like button. And also, whenever there's big news, if there's ever breaking news you come across, boom, send me a message. And we go out there and do a, uh, a Facebook Live. So good afternoon. You can interact with other people and learn more about the program. Uh, it's all at um, uh, John DePietro's show on Facebook. So, but tomorrow locally, um, you know, I think it's, I'm glad. And I want to just find um, that there is a protest planned. I did post it on my Facebook page. And it is, um, let me just find it uh, quickly. It's, um, uh, bear with me, folks, but it's tomorrow at noontime. Right. I voted, but my vote was stolen. Election accountability. What I like about this. Now, I didn't. I, I posted this. It's being hosted by the Rhode Island Warriors for Trump. It's on the, um, I did put it on Facebook. Share it. There's already a number of people going. What I like is that this is at 148 West River Street in Providence. Because, folks, it's a waste to go to the Rhode Island State House tomorrow. Because the person who is involved with voter fraud in Rhode Island is not at the Rhode Island State House. It's the Secretary of State. It's Nellie Gorbia. And the Secretary of State's office is 148 West River Street in Providence. Now, you may not know where that is, and that's fine. But in this day and age where you can then pull up, um, you know, it's very easy with, with Google and Google Maps and to find out exactly where that is. Uh, 148 West River Street. That's where this will be different. There's plenty of free parking, my understanding. And that's where we have to understand she is the person who, by the way, went on Channel 10 and was knocking President Trump. Nellie Gorbia, what you need to understand, we have someone coming up at 1220 who on her own has, in fact, stumbled into uh, some very questionable voting in Rhode Island. Now, as many of you know, I am a supporter of the Rhode Island Republican Party, and I'm giving them a little more time, but I don't blame people that are starting to get a little uh, antsy or kind of wondering, like, you know, what's the deal here, right? Like, where is it? Where are you? But election accountability tomorrow, so you can go during your lunchtime, 148 West River Street in Providence. Now, if someone says, I don't know where that, well, just type it in. I mean, it's never been easier. So uh, and share that you that uh, that this is happening. But if you're local and you're not down to Washington, I know a number of people did go to Washington and you want to help out the cause. You want to send a message, folks. That's where uh, there needs to be accountability here. And the Rhode Island Republican Party, of which, again, you know, uh, Susie Yankee said they're doing a deep dive. And I know they're trying to get to this. But if if the past election cycle in November, if that's allowed to hold then, you know, goodbye to any type of fear elections in our state going forward. So obviously the situation in Georgia is is something to watch. And obviously the situation with the president. But closer to home, what, what good is it for people to run for office if, in fact, uh, their vote is not, um, you know, not counting or it's being canceled out by others? So I want to find the story that Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia said, well, I think President Trump is desperate. Folks, she has done nothing. Someone said to me, do you really think she's involved with voter fraud? And and I told them, 
you know, Secretary of State Nellie Gobia, let me put it this way. She's done nothing to stop any type of voter fraud. She's done nothing to stop anything. And it's very simple. It has to do with the voting list. So, uh, but for her to go on Channel 10 and say it's a measure of desperation by the president, Nellie Gobia, who, who again, withholds the voter list, and you can't get all the voter information. She changed that in the dark of night. Um, I, and I realize this is, it's somewhat inside baseball that people don't fully, let me, uh, this was the Channel 10 story on, uh, on her. Action across the country. I team reporter Parker Gavigan getting reaction from Rhode Island's top election official and analysis on how tomorrow's Senate races could affect Rhode Islanders. Parker? Patrice, the leaked phone call is receiving harsh criticism. Two Democratic reps are even calling for the FBI to look into election crimes. As the president's days in office, just 16 of them wind down, all of it taking place on the eve of pivotal elections. That's a measure of desperation by a president who clearly has lost. I really thought Trump sounded like somewhere in between Richard Nixon and Tony Soprano. Now, let me just, that's Wendy Schiller, Brown University, Nellie Gobia. Now... Channel 10 in this report, they they didn't go out of their way to find someone who would defend the president. But the first thing you heard was Nellie Gobia, and then that's Wendy Schiller saying it's Tony Soprano. On that phone call? President Trump on the phone Saturday with Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have. Because we won the state. Rhode Island Senator Jack Reed said the call was crooked and represents a direct attack on our democracy. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker, a Republican, even weighed in. And it's my hope that these initiatives fail. I don't want the President of the United States calling up state officials Wendy Schiller. and threatening them and begging them to reverse legitimate voting outcomes. Raffensperger, also a Republican, tells the president on the call his data was just plain wrong. His counterpart in Rhode Island says the phone call was appalling. Secretary Raffensperger and I are both elected secretary of states. We respond to the will of the people. We work for the people that have uh, that we represent. And fair and transparent elections are the bedrock of our democracy. The phone call comes... Now, Tuesday's twin- I want to just stop that for a moment. That was Secretary of State Nellie Gobia, folks, of Rhode Island. And for her to say, I work for the people and transparency, I and I recognize so much of this is inside baseball. And so much of this, people know that the voting's wrong. You know, back in the summertime, how many people listening or watching, you received that mail ballot application. And you didn't request it. And I know so many of you would post on Facebook, I got it and I threw it away. Well, guess what? There were other people that took it and mailed it back, and then they voted several times. So, now again, we're going to talk to someone coming up in just a few minutes. But for Nelly Gorbia, you know, the people and transparency, there's no transparency with that Secretary of State. With Secretary of State Nelly Gorbia. There's none. And it has to come down. It has to come down. It comes down, I should say, to the voting rolls. And there's voter information that is withheld um, that that should be there where you can't cross-reference. And let me also say this at 1216. Folks, let me be very clear. I I recognize we have we have stumbled upon, okay, and the president, what President Trump and Georgia and some of these other places, what, what they've really uncovered it and what the 
the Republican Party across the, the country, not that just the Rhode Island Republican Party, it is imperative them them to seize on the fact that I have no faith in our Rhode Island election. And it has nothing to do with President Trump. There were people with President Trump saying that they thought he was going to flip the state. I never thought that. I never told you that. Okay. The, again, the biggest thing in Rhode Island is is Providence. They bury a lot of votes in Providence. Rhode Island has a lot of different voting challenges and problems. And so far, I don't right now see anyone that is really stepping up to address them. The obvious choice would be the Republican Party because they're the most hurt by it. <clears throat> but the problem with the voting, as I've told you, is people don't know where it's going wrong. I've had people say we need to monitor it, be at the polls. I don't believe that's where the theft is. As I said last hour with Donna Perry, this is coming down to who's registering to vote. Now, the protest tomorrow, the address is kind of near the uh, main post office in Rhode Island. But people, two years ago, we had someone on and someone, you can go in there, you don't have to show an ID, you can get a voter ID and you can be registered to vote. There are too many people that are registered multiple times. There are too many people that are voting more than once. And and it's a hard thing to get your arms around. Do I believe there's a lot of dead people voting? As I've said, I don't think that's where the voter fraud is. I think they're manipulating the current vote statute. If you let me be also be very clear about this is in Rhode Island. And I I want you to understand for me, this is a litmus test, because if I'm talking to someone and they say you mean dead people voting, you know what that means to me? That means they don't fully know what's going on. OK, they don't understand the real inside. And that is that. And this has been going on for years. As I've told you, the most important office for the Rhode Island Republican Party to capture would be the Secretary of State's office. They have to get a hold of that voter roll. We're supposed to believe that 520,000 people voted in November. The previous high was 475. Folks, there's no way that that happened. They're manipulating the vote. They're taking advantage of the vote. It is checkers for and chess, meaning the Democrats, Nelly Gorbia, in Rhode Island, they're playing chess, and unfortunately, the Rhode Island Republican Party so far is playing checkers. I, I'm just calling balls and strikes. I would love to see it differently. So far, I haven't seen anything to tell me anything differently. Now, we're going to talk to someone in just a moment, a regular citizen who has stumbled into something very significant. And I am anxious to see if anything's done. Now, I also want you to know that within the Republican Party of Rhode Island, I'm hearing from a lot of people that uh, they're not fully satisfied that enough has been done about the voting. And so there would be elections in March. And I don't I don't have a vote in that. And I'm not, you know, a leader of the party. So I don't decide that. And I know some people say the people there are doing a great job and there's no money and all this other stuff. But but you have to adapt. You can't run a party as if it's 2010, okay, or if it's 2000. Seems to be a lot of outdated things, just calling people by phone, standing outside a polling place. Um, What happened this past November cannot happen again in two years. It can't. Or you, 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 
or you can't even, I don't want to get into who's going to be elected. Folks, before we go to our special guest, this portion of the program is brought by Henry Oil. Now, listen, we have a long way to go with winter. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, automatic delivery, budget plan, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Online at henryoil.com, Henry Oil, 421-521-0200. I'm going to, um, someone said to me that I, I'm going to withhold on the Republican Party. Susie Yankee, the head of the party, said they're doing a deep dive. Uh, we've given it enough time. It was the month of December. Uh, now they're going to be back in session. I, I'm anxious to hear from her. I've kind of left her alone during the holidays. But I want to circle back and see if they have any form of an update because something needs to be drastically done. And I want to be very clear. This is not dead people voting. They're manipulating the voter rolls. It's who's being registered to vote now. And also, who's then actually voting now, I want to get on the line. This is someone. Her name is Diana. And um, she um, just regular citizen on her own. And she has been uh, diving in on this and trying to get some answers. There she is. Folks, joining us on the line right now. I'm just going to give her first name. It's Diana. And uh, good afternoon, Diana. Hi, John. How are you? I am well. And I am very intrigued. I love the fact that you are just... You don't hold political office. No one is paying you. You are a concerned citizen. And you've started to kind of go down the road and try to get some some questions answered. And I want you to walk through. You posted some things on Facebook. And I want you to, no pressure, but just what you have found. But let's start off with what you posted for smoking gun number one. Take us through that a little bit. Go right ahead. Okay, so originally, I make it, you know, really short. Originally, I had posted a petition to get families into nursing homes. That ended up evolving into a phone call of a woman with a mail ballot for her mother that she wanted to get into the nursing home, and the nursing home refused. And being that I've owned assisted livings in the state of Rhode Island in the past, I started thinking. I started thinking about not about Republican, not about Democrat. I started thinking about the resident in the nursing home. Yep. And I started to say, hmm, all right, what about them? And I just said to myself, you know, why don't you just shoot an email to the Board of Elections? Okay. They're probably not, they're probably not going to answer you, but just for the heck of it, why not? Well, I did. And surprisingly, they answered me in a very detailed email. Uh, basically, the first part of the email explained pre-COVID voting by mail ballot. Right. For for those who are capable, that have requested a ballot, incapable of filling it out themselves. And Diana, just so everyone is clear, these are for residents in long-term care facilities. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. So, Nursing homes. Yep. So what I, was, I want to just clarify. Under this category, from the list that I got who voted, would be nursing homes, right. assisted livings, hospitals, including Butler and the state hosp- the state psych hospital, okay. uh, group homes, and group homes. Okay. And congregate care would be the prison, but I'm not including that. Sure. Okay, go ahead. So then you, so, you I noticed in, in just your first posting, you have a listing. Is this all of the... Of those facilities that you just mentioned, like I, I see the full list that you have here. 
of all different places. Is that what that is? So you then took the time to list all the facilities in Rhode Island that would fall into that category. Is that correct? That's not my list. That's not my list. Oh. That is, that is, that's the email from the Board of Elections. That's from the Board of Elections. So, and there's a lot of them. Colonial Manor, uh, it's obviously yes. all um, alphabetical. Briarcliff Manor, gardening. Yes. So they gave you, uh, first of all, they responded. And then they gave you the list of all of the facilities that would fit under that category. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. That's that's now, a list of all of the long-term care facilities. But the check next to the facilities are the facilities that the Board of Elections is telling me that requested mail ballots. That requested mail ballots. Okay. Correct. Okay. So is there anything else that we should know about smoking gun post number one before we go on to... Smoking gun number two. Well, um, well, one of them is closed and has been closed for years. Oh, that's interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. So the ones that were checkmarked that request that re- they requested mail ballots, and you're saying they've been closed for years. One is Patuxent uh, Patuxent Rehab has been closed for years. Well, again, you know, I'd like to you know make this very easy and. Um, I'm just trying to find because some of them are are a different. So that one, I don't. Son, suddenly, it breaks off, and they're not in alphabetical order, or they break off. But you're saying, and I'm trying to. I don't. Um, I know it's hard to follow. It, it, a little bit, and, and that's all right. And yeah. we, you know, there are people that do this that could maybe help out a little bit. Now, just so I know, I'm looking at all the sheets. Where, where are they listed? Say that again. What, what sheet are they listed on? Um, like I'm looking at them right now, in, and just in going forward. Now, listen, you did this on your own. I, I would make like exhibits, like Exhibit A, Exhibit B, like that. So then it's easier to reference. Um, oh, right? Yeah, I should have done that. That's all right. You didn't know. <laughs> I'm not being critical. I'm just trying to. Can you that's repeat okay. the? Can you repeat the name of it again? It's Patuxent Rehab. That's at 270 Post Road. Patuxent Rehab. Now, and you're sure this is under smoking gun number one? Well, it's in... Oh, okay, I see it. Patuxent Patuxent Skilled Nursing and Rehabilitation. No, wait a minute. I see Patuxent Skilled Nursing and Rehabilitation, 70 Gill Avenue. You're saying that the one you're referencing is a different one? No, it's Patuxent. Okay, now... I'm going to go on my Facebook and look as well. Yeah, just because I want to follow it. And yes. I don't, I don't see that. But sure. And that would be under Warwick. So that is in Warwick. So if you want to look under Warwick, you'll be able to find it. Which is, let's see here. It's a little tough because then some of them go upside down. And then... I know, I know. I tried to, I tried to fix it, but hold on one second here. All right, I, I may have located it, but I can't tell because it keeps. Patuxent Village Care Rehabilitation Center, 270 Post Road. You got okay, it. now that is on the page that has Greenwich Farms at Warwick, just so we know. That's at the top. Now, here's an easy question. <clears throat> if you're saying that they, I know exactly where that is, actually. I think I had a relative there many years ago. And years ago, that was a, they used to have, a, that was a, a hall where you could go for dining. We had the, the, my first IGA Christmas party, where, where's that? Was that? So that's closed. So here's a question. If that is closed, how did they request ballots? Well, 
so what I did, John, is I didn't ask anything else about it. Okay. I didn't ask, I didn't ask that question. What I did is I followed up with another email on December 29th. Now I also, I, I, I want to, hold on. I just want to be very clear. The email is not included in smoking gun number one. Is that correct? My it, email to her? Yes. No, but I, ha- I have them all, John. Okay, I understand. I, have everything. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. That's all. No. So, all right. Just, you know what? I didn't want to muck it up. It was already a lot. To it is a lot. It is a lot. That's why I wanted to have you on. Now, I but also, I do, have them all. I do have, so you're corresponding with someone from the Board of Elections named Jennifer. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. Correct. So take me to, is there anything else I need to know about smoking gun number one? Because this is important. No. No. Okay. No, the only thing about the closed uh, the closed facility is yes. I, I didn't ask her about the closed Why facility. Why is that? Okay. Well, because I didn't want to ask her specifically. I I followed that up with. I just wanted to, for clarification, I just wanted to know if the list is accurate. Okay. She responded to me. Yes, the it list is. is accurate. Okay. Yes. Now- the Here's list is accurate. Ballots were delivered to all checked facilities by the Board of Elections. A few of them were erroneous, erroneously mailed them back. I believe Village at Waterman Lake, and then she went through and told me about the other facilities that mailed them back. Okay. And that was not one. And that was not. Now, just mm-hmm. we don't know if there are other ones on the list that are closed, or we, we do know that. Well, I just, to be honest with you, I just didn't have time to. I understand. No, no, no. I'm not questioning why you didn't. I'm just trying to say there's a possibility, Diane, that there's others that are also closed. Could be. Okay. Possibly. Okay. Let's move on to smoking gun post number two. Okay. Go ahead. Let's see. Hold on. I'm going there. You can, policy, procedure. For long-term oh, care okay. facilities, voting by mail, who assisted, who advocated, uh, did patients right. with dementia disease vote? So those are, I believe, two emails that, that are posted. Is that correct? Yes. Or is it one? No, it's just one, but the way that it printed out, I had to just put it together. Okay. And what can you tell us about this? So basically, she said that anybody that wasn't deemed incompetent by a judge... Uh, could vote, which I understand that. Okay. Um, but you know, I also, you know, that that's fine. Oops, sorry. Okay. That's that's fine. I understand it. That's the law. It is what it is. Sure. Now, again, now let's move on to smoking gun number three, and this is interesting because this is the first time I'm hearing of this. So, explain about the send in hired temps because the board of elections. Employees were too good to enter, so they'd send it. Well, let's leave, skip the commentary. Just tell us what happened here. Okay. So originally, they were going to hire Board of Election temps to go back and forth and, and go back and forth and um, go into the facilities to assist. Okay. Go ahead. Assist, assist, the, uh, assist the residents who could not vote for themselves okay they were going to train them and have them go in so that didn't happen because of covid because remember i don't know if you remember they had posted um job openings okay but that did happen so let's not focus on that so 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 what happened that didn't happen so what happened instead so what they did was they uh the board of elections and Scott Fraser from the Rhode Island Healthcare Association yep. came up with a policy that they were going to have 
the same two people supposed to be nonpartisan, the so, just happened to be the social worker and the activities director, yep. were going to sign an affidavit. And they were going to go into the rooms for people who have had a stroke, have dementia, have Alzheimer's, cannot physically fill out the form. Right. And that team of people are going to go into the rooms in the middle of COVID, expose patients to COVID, and help them fill out their ballot. And help them vote. Now, here's my question for you. So that's interesting. Um, And I want to just back up for just a moment, Diana. Tell us again, what is it? that sparked your interest to try to get to the root of this? Because, you know, there is a candidate that ran that said he wasn't allowed into the facility to see. And, you know, a lot of times you go and you try to get these people to vote for you. Tell us again what it is that you had heard or you spoke to someone. Tell, 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 just repeat that one more time, if you don't mind. A family member had messaged me on Facebook and yes. said that they had gone to the facility with their mother's mail ballot. I see. And was turned away. Turned not away. Could she, yeah, she could not go in, yep. but she could also not leave the ballot there for her mother. Okay. They refused her. Yep. Now, anything else we should know about number three? And I, I do have a question. So the uh, social, social worker and the activities director at the policies, they were then in charge of basically right. handling the voting for the resident, not a family member. They were in charge of that. Now, um, I, I don't re- recall hearing, was there any objection that you know of to Scott Frazier from the Rhode Island Republican Party? <laughs> I don't believe so. Okay, no. that's all. Nope. Because nope. I think that's that's new information that this was allowed to become policy with, uh, and again, we don't know. I haven't heard about that. Um, I haven't heard about this from the Rhode Island Republican Party. If they knew about it and they were objecting to it, I am going to then reach out to someone that ran for office. But I've spoken to some people that ran for office, and I don't remember them mentioning this. Because without getting into a big diatribe, as you and I both know, social workers... Let's let's just be honest here. Social workers, one hundred percent, are always. They're not just Democrats. They're progressive Democrats. The social workers are the most progressive individuals. If they're the ones in a room guiding someone, saying, "Here's who you know. Let let me help you vote." Let's just be honest. There's no way they're checking off a Republican or President Trump. I mean, come on, social worker. There's no one more. Um, well, let, I'll, I'll even be generous. I'll say 90% of the time, they're not, as I said, they're not just Democrats. They're progressive Democrats. So exactly. when we go to, but, you know, I, I applaud you for, you, you're the one that's found this out. I haven't, there was no press conference this summer of anyone from the Republican Party or anywhere else saying, hey, wait a minute. They're trying to make this a policy and we have a problem with it, you know, so. Very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. And in the summertime. Uh, the the regulations within the nursing homes were relaxed where they could meet with people outside. So they there were family members that could have said, hey, mom, while I'm here, well, let's, you know, make sure you vote or dad or whoever it is. So let's go to um, smoking gun post number four. Take me through that if you don't mind. Okay, let's see. It says, as I went through the list of uh, Rhode Island long-term facilities who requested, I started researching something that caught my eye. 
<clears throat> Riverview, 135 COVID-24 deaths. Briarcliff Manor, 119, 34 deaths. Oh, so are you basically pointing out, and then Patuxent Village closed for years. Um, is it possible we don't know what happened? Let's just say Briarcliff Manor. We don't know what happened to those 34 ballots. That, that's one thing. Okay. But I'm also saying look at the amount of positive COVID cases. Activities directors definitely aren't working. You're right. Social workers are probably working from home if they're working at all. Yeah. These are hot spots for COVID cases. Wow. People are people are isolated in their rooms for the most part. Yes. So now we have people going in to help these poor people who are confused. I mean, are COVID patients voting? I mean, there's ethical things involved in this, John. That that's my you know, okay. forget about Trump, forget about yeah, Biden. I agree. I'm for me, I'm for the patient. I'm yes. for these poor elderly people that have been isolated in yep. a room, maybe not eating, maybe not being turned, not confused, depressed. This is what I'm here. This is why I'm doing this. Yeah. But um, you know, the other thing that I want to drive home right now, because I did call Scott Frazier today okay. before we spoke on the phone. Oh, good. And my last question, um, he wasn't happy with me. And quite frankly, he was stuttering and choking up. Now, and why I is that? Him, why is that? I asked him, if you decided that assistant uh, activities directors and social workers were going to be the two people that are going to their rooms... Who's vetting? Why didn't the Board of Elections vet these two? Why Why did we leave it up to the nursing home right. to vet these people? Yes. How did that, and I said, I am asking you a question. He's like, do you have any other questions for me? I said, yeah, I just have one last question. How did these nursing homes vet this nonpartisan group? He said, well, they, they have the application. I said, yeah, but I don't ever recall ever filling out an application and a question being what my party affiliation is. Right. And not only that, I'm seeing communication you had with the Rhode Island Board of Elections, this Jennifer Regan, where they, they're using the term a bipartisan peer. But, you know, when you think about it, you raise a really good point, Diana, and that is, you know, how could a facility determine that they have a bipartisan peer of workers because I don't think, I don't think a facility has the the right to question someone on what their voting habits are. So what I right. So what I mean by that is, if you're the activities director or the social worker, the facility, I don't think they have the right to say to me or you or whoever it is. Let me ask you: Do you vote Republican or Democrat? Who are you voting for, President Trump, or are you voting for Joe Biden? So, therefore, how did they, they they can't determine nonpartisan workers without basically infringing on the privacy of these workers, right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, exactly. I mean, in theory, they say, oh, yeah, we're going to send out a bipartisan team. But what you have struck on is how did they determine that these people are bipartisan? Um, exactly. You know, I, mean, I, I have a problem with this. We're supposed to accept, like, the honor system that, you know, uh, a social worker, an activities director worker, that they are above board and they're in there. And, and 
I mean, I just don't believe that, especially for years. You know, let's let's be honest. For years, Patrick Kennedy made his name that he used to go into all the towers and Woonsocket and Pawtucket and bring coffee and donuts and get all the old people to vote for him. And and as 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 a result of that, many times I know for a fact that they would help people get jobs at those facilities in order to enable them to do that type of thing. If I'm Congressman Kennedy, right, Diana, and I have some juice, which he did, um, and I know, boy, this is pretty valuable, these three nursing homes where I can pull 500, 600 votes out of them. What if my staff worker has a sister and let's get her a job there and we're going to make her in charge of that? Like, Come on. Exactly. That's exactly what goes on and has gone on. So, I mean, if you've ever spoke to somebody with Alzheimer's or dementia and you say to them, hi, Mrs. Smith, I have your mail-in ballot. Do you, with a nice big smile on your face, shaking your head yes, do you want to vote for Joe Biden? Yep. Yes, yes. you do. Yes. yes. Oh, there you go. I'm yep. going to check that box for you. There Mr. we go. Nice. We're moving along. What's that? You want to vote for FDR? No, he's not on the ballot. No, guess what? We're going to vote for George Washington next week. Right now, let's just focus right here. No, you're exactly right, Diana. So um, what is the next move here? This is um, this is really interesting. I have not heard, I mean, unless, and I follow this pretty closely, um, I have not heard that this was the policy. I haven't heard that the Republican Party accepted the policy. I did hear from someone that ran for office that they could not get into some of these long-term care facilities in order to talk to people because of COVID. But this is this is news to me that we're supposed to rely on the social worker and the activities director to fill out all these ballots impartially. I just don't believe that that happened. Oh. Outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. And it's not fair. It's not fair to the patient. It's no. just not fair. That's right. Well, listen, Diana, anything else you want to add with this? Um, it's fantastic work. Um, I want to wait to see what the Republican Party is going to do about it. What I am a little, it gets a little awkward because I don't know if they knew that this was going on and that. I don't want to get people then trying to cover themselves, so then they're not answering questions. But um, I have not heard that that this was set up in this way. And again, I, I you know what, Diana, before I let you go, what, what is frustrating to me is when people, it becomes an either or, which means they treat it as if, if unless you have proof they can overturn the election, they have no interest in hearing about it. And that's not the point. If anyone's vote was, you know, fraudulently put down or someone was voting for someone who took advantage of that. Just one vote that should be exposed and that should there should be repercussions for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Diana, look at that. Congratulations. Very good job. Um, Thank you. You know, all I can say to your listeners is squeaky wheels get the grease. That's right. Your parents and our elderly and people that do not have a voice depend on us. Because guess what? If we're lucky enough to become old, we're going to need people to speak up for us. That's exactly right. And I will die trying to help people that do not have a voice. And please, everybody... Get involved in politics, yes. or, or at least just be a voice. Yes, Diana, because excellent job, excellent job. Thank you, John. All right, I'll talk to you again.
Thanks, Diana. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy Bye-bye. New Year. Yeah, after that, Happy New Year. Folks, this portion of the program. Now, again, what I want to stress on is um, I think she has been in touch with the Republican Party. Uh, if someone says, oh, yeah, no, we knew that they were going to be doing that. Um, not everyone. Uh, I don't think that everyone is um, aware of that. So, I, I mean, I hadn't heard that. Diana didn't know about that. And other people that had people um, that were at these long-term care facilities certainly didn't know about it. So, I, folks, I want to remind you right now it's 1244. Now, I know that that's a little bit inside, but it's pretty simple that you had people at long-term care facilities and they decided uh, we're going to have people help them fill out their ballots and it was a social worker, and it was then also an activities director. And, you know, the problem with that is just what I had said, and that is there's no checks and balances. Uh, The families should have been involved. The families should have been involved. The families, by the way, also, they could have done done, uh, Skype, or they could have done uh, FaceTime or something like that. But this, I think this was used as an element where then they manipulated it. And I don't know what the answer is. I want to reach out to the Rhode Island Republican Party and find out if they knew about it. And if they didn't know about it, they should have known about it. Right now, again, we can't allow what just happened to happen again in two years. But I can tell you that. I agree. Dr. Lisa, I'm a delegate. Uh, not enough a challenge over the vote. Uh, there's been no, let's be honest, there's been no real challenge. And I have tried to be supportive. I have, and I will continue to be. But a problem that's happening is people like Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia, think of this. She's running for governor, and her chief of staff is running for mayor of Providence. They feel that they have the winning voting list. I want to once again repeat to you folks. The problem is anyone can register to vote. And anyone can register to vote several times and several addresses. And no one, there's no checks and balances. You could go and you could have relatives that live out of state. Think of all the relatives you have. And if you kept a file of it and you have your grandmother, your grandfather, your parents, they live out of town, all your cousins, and you list them living still in Rhode Island and then you keep a list of them. You could end up having just you, just your family, if you wanted to. If there was no one fully checking, you could have 50 people voting. And then you request 50 ballots. And then you fill out 50 ballots. Now, someone says, yeah, but John, what about the signature? Keep in mind, a provision that should be changed is an X qualifies as a signature. And so you work for a campaign. Let's just say you work for Nelly Gorbia or Alorza or Cicilline, and you know with just your family, you get out the 50 ballots and you fill them out, and those people are getting the ballots. So you fill out the votes, you exit, and boom, there you have it. You just delivered 50 votes just from your family. There's no checks and balances, and the Rhode Island Republican Party has been so quiet on this. Let's just put this in perspective. And, folks, right now it's 1248. <clears throat> what is the big the big story right now, whether it's what's going to happen in Washington tomorrow or what's going to happen in Georgia today, what happened in Georgia in the past? It's about the vote. 
It's about the vote total. It's about how voting is done. It's not dead people. It's the manipulating votes. There's people voting many times. And then the Rhode Island media just falls for it. They went to the Board of Elections and they show, look at this, we're doing an, an audit to show that our machines, I am fully confident that Nellie Gorbia has 520,000 ballots that she can show voted. The question is, were all of those people eligible to vote? I know illegals voted this last election. Illegals did. People out of state did. People voted more than once. I want to be very clear. This protest that's happening tomorrow, I'm so glad it's happening at the Secretary of State's office because that's where it needs to take place. Folks, don't you see what's happening? You come up with voter ID, they find a way around it. If you've ever wondered if something is solid, pour water because water finds a way, right? If you've ever poured a liquid, it finds a way for an outlet. It does. And this is the same type of thing. They keep outmaneuvering. There's there's no way that many of the people that ran for office in Rhode Island got clobbered the way they did. And in certain communities, the vote total is way above what it should be. So we're supposed to believe 520,000. They call it this was the perfect election. Secretary of State Nellie Gobia says this was the perfect election. 520,000 votes. And again, I come back to, and I know there's other people with me. He did not, Marie. He didn't win Rhode Island. Uh, anyone that thinks that, you're not looking at Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls. He did probably did better. He did better in Rhode Island. But no, I don't believe that. Uh, that's where we can disagree. Um, if, if Rhode Island could get its vote together, I think we would be closer to mirror New Hampshire. Not fully because of our urban core. But where is the challenge? There's nothing to date. Right now, since the election, there has not been one press conference from the Rhode Island Republican Party challenging the vote rolls. And here's the thing, folks. I'm not saying you stand up there and say this massive fraud. But you have to challenge. Now, again, I I like Susie Yankee. I respect her. I'll take her at a word. She cut a video in December saying they're getting involved in a deep dive. But it's the new year. I think it's time to give us an update on where things are with this deep dive. How long does this tough stake? Um, We know where it is, but those 520,000 ballots, it's not in the vote total. What I mean by that is I don't believe that if you examined it, they have 400,000 ballots and they fabricated one or two. I'm willing to bet that they do have 520. But I also know illegals voted in this election. People voted more than once. People that live outside the state voted. Uh, There was just too much. And nothing's being challenged about it. This voter roll system has to be challenged. Or this is is going to be definition of insanity, which is you do the same thing over and over, and you expect a different result. President Trump, he did well well in Rhode Island. I, I don't. I don't think. Could he have done better on one Rhode Island? Maybe. But there was nothing done. You know, I have to be objective here. There was nothing done in Providence. There was nothing done in Central Falls. There was no outreach to the Latino community. Um, There could have been a stronger effort done in certain ways. There could have been. But something needs to be done about this vote total. And the voting list. It's who's registered to vote. 
How confident is Nellie Gobia she's going to run for governor off it? She has a list of 520,000 names. And in order to win the Democrat primary for governor, she's just going to connect the dots. And that has to be challenged, folks. And unfortunately, it falls through the Rhode Island Republican Party. There's no one else that can step up. The media, there's a lot of lack of curiosity within the Rhode Island media. Um, I, I don't have access to this stuff. I've tried. This comes down to date of birth, birthday, birthday, excuse me. You get the year. You have Joe Smith, lives in Pawtucket. He was born in 1960. He voted. But what they don't show is what his birthday is. So you can't cross-reference him of other Joe Smiths in Pawtucket, even though then they would show their address. Or if, in fact, it shows Joe Smith has multiple uh, locations that he lives in Rhode Island. You know, Joe Smith born... January 1st, 1960, there's five of them in Rhode Island. Very unusual. Folks, this part of the program, remember, staying healthy is so important. It's brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Stop in and see Marie, the queen of health. Call her at 305-3585. It's My Health, right across from Davenport Restaurant, vitamins, herbal remedies, local products like a kyberry, honey, maple syrup. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products, natural skincare products. Folks, stop in, support this local business, shop local, and she will keep you healthy. And you can get a bottle of a Kyberry. Stop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, good afternoon. It's Sean DePietro. Now, I'm going to have more on this on the website, depetro.com. Don't forget... Uh, the website, dipetro.com, which is brought to you by Allstate Lock, experts in locking systems and building security, residential, commercial, car key security cameras. Allstate Lock, online at allstatelock.com or call them 401-349-0042. Now, last night, you know, Antifa's up to it again. They don't like that uh, senator from Missouri, Josh Rowley. So what did they do? Does, does, does anyone call them out, the fact that they went, Antifa was out in front of his home, and they were in front of his home threatening his wife, a newborn child? Of course not, because they feel the ends justify the means. Zero. They don't care at all. All out in front, threatening the wife and the newborn. See, that's how they operate. And what people also have to understand, with what's going to happen in Washington tomorrow is what what's really going on is all summer long we heard about the peaceful protesters right we heard about despite the fact they would say the majority of the people the protesters were peaceful protesters you know we would watch the rioting and the looting and instead uh you would start to Start to see, um, we we knew what we w- would see, and they would say the majority of them were just peaceful protesters, right? I mean, that's basically what was going on. What they're saying in Washington is, you know, the mob, the threatening actions of the mob, basically dictated this election. What if the shoe was on the other foot? What if the Trump people started to fight back? What if the Trump people started to push back? Now, I'm looking right now the current scene of Freedom Plaza. There's some tents across the way. People are already arriving in Washington. And again, I. um, Now, this is interesting. Uh, There have been threats made against 
Michael Roy of Winsocket, Ian Donis. Winsocket police say a man has been arrested. Threats were made against Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt. Michael Roy, 33, making threats to harm Mayor Lisa Baldelli Hunt. Other city state elected officials. He claimed to have loaded weapons and he lived a block from the Woonsocket mayor. He threatened to go to the mayor's house with his guns and order her out of the house. The uh, call was transferred to Sergeant Justin Glode, a night platoon supervisor, uh, who's also a certified house negotiator. He spoke with Mr. Roy for two and a half hours to de-escalate diffused threats against the mayor. At the conclusion of the de-escalation, he surrendered himself to officers waiting outside his residence. He was taken to custody, transported to a medical facility for a psych eval. Subsequent search of the premises yielded several loaded firearms and a substantial quality of ammunition. The firearms and ammunition were seized, being held by the, at the um, police department. No one was injured. So Roy is being charged with threats to public officials and a felony in prison. Folks, this, this is... Um, I think there is going to be trouble in um, in Washington. Now, we're also seeing Senator Cruz is going to object to Arizona's Electoral College results on Wednesday. So he is going to object to the Biden win. And here's the thing, you know, Nellie Gorbia, the secretary of state, not giving any answers. I, I, I want people are missing the fact that people are getting tired of it. People are getting tired. We don't get any answers. You're supposed to go along. You're supposed to just keep your mouth shut and pay your taxes and follow the law. And they don't answer anything and they steal elections. And if you say anything, you're a racist. And if you say anything, you're delusional. And the media just has been complicit with this. You know, the media has no questions for the way things are done. Locally, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia gets no tough questions on the voting Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia of Rhode Island wants you to believe that 520,000 votes were cast, breaking and shattering the record of 475,000 that voted for President Obama, even though no one should believe it, that it's real. So people are only going to take so much. I mean, that's what's really going on here. What's really going on is people are at a breaking point and with good reason. And and I do think that there I think there is going to be trouble in Washington. I do. I'm not condoning it by any stretch. Um, I I hope the president knows what he's doing by the president inviting people in. And last night they were trying to say March for Trump, but the crowd was chanting fight for Trump. I think a lot of people are going to Washington, D.C., and they're prepared to fight. And I, I'm not saying I, – and no one should be surprised the way people have been treated. A lot of the local politicians that continue to just ignore, they don't answer, they feel that they are beyond reproach. Uh, it's disgraceful. It's at a boiling point. And I think uh, over the next 24 to 48 hours, it's going to start to bubble below. But, folks, we go till 2 o'clock. Now, Governor Mundo's on quarantine. Her next press briefing is – on Friday. So we have another hour to go. We have a big hour to go. I'm going to tell you more about the protest tomorrow in Rhode Island at the Secretary of State's office. It's John DePietro, and we're going to break for the one o'clock news on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen radio only next hour 
on the website, depetro.com. A lot more ahead right here. Right now it's 1 o'clock.